John 6. God bless you all for just everything you do. God gets all the glory. Can't imagine who we'd be, where we'd be. How many of us would be still living? How many of us, oh, who knows what, what God has really saved us from. God's good. God's so good. John 6. Let's ask God to help us tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for, Lord, your presence here today, Lord. And, and Lord, I, I know what you've spoken to my heart. God, help me, I pray, just Lord, through your anointing to deliver, Lord, this message and help us all to receive it, God, to hear it. And God, that it would work in, in lives, God, and help us, Lord, just be where we need to be, what we need to be in you. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. John six sixteen says, And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. Now it was dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. That storm was nothing to him. And drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Listen, then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. God bless you. You can be seated. Praise his name. We understand that life is full of storms. We don't try to put on some kind of front like everything is just always so easy and Everything is just so convenient and fun. we got to fight some battles in this walk of God. In this walk of faith, we're going to face some storms. The Bible tells us about these storms, and we see physical, natural storms. And, uh, and we learn how to deal with the storms of our lives. Bible says the disciples got into the ship, and they're going along pretty good across the sea. But then the wind starts to whip up around them and begins to, I, I can only imagine how, how that hinders somebody rowing against the wind as the waves start getting choppier and choppier. And, and uh, I guess they're really not getting anywhere at all. So here comes Jesus. You know, they're, I'm sure, getting all overwhelmed beside themselves. Maybe, uh, uh, are we ever going to get there? What's the use? And, uh, maybe they're, they're feeling like, uh, this could be dangerous, of course. And, and, and there's Jesus saying, this is no big deal. We're going to be all right. Just comes walking on the water. And instead of saying, yeah, hey, he's going to come help us, they get scared. He says, don't be afraid. The question I have to ask you tonight as I preach this for a little while here is, uh, how close were they? How close were they to the shore? Now, maybe some of you are sitting there thinking, 25 furlongs, hmm, let me think of that. That's, uh, that's, about, uh, that's about three miles, I think. And if I remember correctly, the Sea of Galilee, which is where they were going to be traversing to get to Capernaum, that's about an eight-mile journey. 
So they're almost halfway there, 25 to 30 furlongs. And so if I met, no, no. Think about it. With that storm, if you would ask them, how close are you to your destination? They'd say, I don't know if we're ever going to make it. <laughs> we're, we're not making any headway. We're, we might as well be a thousand miles. We're, we're out far enough that it's just as long to get back as it is to get there. What are we going to do? And we are overwhelmed. Amen. From man's perspective, it was really kind of hopeless. The more I work, the more I toil, the more I try. I want to talk to somebody here tonight. It's not because you're just lazy or you don't care. You, you really mean well. You're trying. You're really trying. But some days it's overwhelming. Some days you're wondering if you're going to make it. Some days you don't feel like you're seeing any kind of progress at all. And the storms are in your soul. The storms are in your mind and in your heart. And it just seems like the harder I try, it's two steps forward, one step back. And I don't know if I'm gaining any ground. And maybe, maybe are we any closer at all? Maybe, maybe I'm farther back than what I really realized. And, and, and what can I do? So from man's perspective, it seemed like they were a hopeless distance away. But from God's perspective, they were so close. Isn't that right? How close are we, Jesus? Well, let me in the boat. We'll be there. This is the one uh, account of a storm that that just, just resonates with me. And it's special to me because... I know the times where he stills the waves and tells the, the wind to cease and says, peace, be still. And God just works. But how awesome is it to think that the harder I row and the harder I try and the, the more and more overwhelmed I get and the more my mind starts working against me and telling me, I just, I, I don't know why, why I'm even bothering. And then the Lord just steps into the situation when I say, come on, Jesus, I need you. And there we are. And I find out that from the Lord's perspective, it's just that simple. And we're so close if we just let Jesus into the boat. Sometimes what I see so often in my life, I know sometimes we look at people and, and we're quick to judge them and, and think, well, they might, they probably never be a Christian. They probably don't care about God at all. But as a pastor, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of you understand as a child of God as you know, after God's worked on you, after God's done the work, amen, where it wasn't, oh, look at how, well, how much I did to get where I am today, and, and look at how hard I worked and how strong I am today. But when you realize what God did in your life, that the miracles are truly miracles, that the goodness of God is truly grace and mercy and not me earning a whole lot because I'm something special. I've seen people struggling. I've seen people with baggage, people with with a lot of a lot of things that are working against them. And I've seen the hopelessness in their face. I've heard the words that that they they they've tried so hard, and 
Uh, I've seen people even in church saying, oh, I, I tried that. I tried church. I tried living for God. But I look at their lives and I think, you know what? You're so close. I've seen some of the worst scenarios, I guess, as far as man's perspective, where people maybe have given up on them and people have just said, what's, what's the use? And I, I'm seeing something there. I'm thinking, don't you know how close you are? There's just one step there that all you got to do is just reach out and let Jesus take control. And it's not so hard. It's not so hard to just give up and say, God, I can't. When you know you can't and believe that he can. Sometimes it's so simple. Sometimes people are so close. It's. It's heartbreaking to me sometimes because I get excited. They're saying, oh, I can't. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I'm trying so hard. I'm thinking, just say the, the oars down. Quit pushing so hard and fighting so hard. What are you saying? Just let Jesus do the work. Amen. What you can't do, he will do. What's too much to pay for, he's already paid the bill. Amen. Don't be afraid to just begin to rely on him. Don't be afraid to just stop and say, you know what? In my own strength, in my own willpower, it's, I, I can't. I give up, God. And I'm letting you take control. When we begin to willingly obey God, when we stop, hey, I want to tell you something. When you're, when you're desperate enough, amen. Uh, I think that's some people's problem. They've never gotten desperate enough. They've never gotten to a place where they can say, okay, I get it. I, the more I try, the, 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 the deeper in trouble I get, Lord, I'm desperate enough to let you be God in my life. I'm not going to question you. I'm not, you remember the, the time where they were uh, fishing the one night and these guys are, they're seasoned fishermen. This was their occupation. This is how they made their living. Amen. And, uh, and Jesus tells them, hey, let me tell you, throw them in one more time. Throw them over the, the right side of the boat. Who are you? Tell us. But I'm so miserable and and, and just so, so discouraged. Uh, why not? Let God lead the way. Amen? Amen. When you get to a place where you're desperate enough, sometimes we, we, we spin our wheels and we're struggling so much and, and and God says, just let me in the boat. Let me, let me leave. Let me do what I do. Ah, I'll be all right. Give me another, give me another hour. Give me another day. Give me another week of what? When you willingly just say, okay, God, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not running anymore. You don't have to tell me uh, another dozen times. God, I'm willingly letting you lead my life. You're my Lord now. It's not me telling you what I, I, you can and cannot do. Lord, I, my life, it's desperate. I give it all to you. Let Jesus in. Start relying on him. Don't be afraid to let God lead. Don't be afraid to let go. A lot of people say, I just don't understand why I struggle so much. God says, I don't understand either. <laughs> why, why are you struggling? Let go. Oh, I can't let go. That's, that's faith. Well, that's the lack of it. 
But the faith is saying, okay, God, I trust you. And when you recognize it's just that simple, let go, boom, you're there. Let go. God makes the need. God, God makes the change. God does the work. <laughs> Why are you so busy trying to row against the waves? What you need to do is just willingly just say, God, take control of this. Take control of this. Lord, I, I'm not going to. There's been times in my life. There's been times where I say, take control. And God says, okay, here we go. Uh, and and right, right away, God's going to go. Lead in his direction. And guess what? His direction is different than my direction. And then you stop and say, oh, wait a minute. What are you doing? How was your direction working for you before you came to him? Oh, you're right, God. God, I, 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 I really think I, I want to I help a little bit. I want to guide this a little bit. I, I'm afraid that if you... When you had control, how was that working for you? Were you getting anywhere? No, I was... I was, I was getting nowhere fast and, and, and afraid for my life. (laughs) But then God, you're right. You be God. I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. God, you're going to take something from me. I'm so afraid. I'm going to be so much more for you. I've been relying. I've had, I've had emotional crutches in my life. I've had things that I've, I, I've gone back to to try to, try to keep me stable and solid. I'll be all that for you and so much more. Right. Amen. Amen. But what are my friends going to think? I'll be a better friend than you've ever had. Amen. And I'll surround you with people that care about you. Oh, I'm so afraid. Don't be afraid. You're so close. All you got to do is just let God be God and stop being so afraid. Look what it says in Mark, the 12th chapter. Mark 12. I was really careful because I thought, I wonder how many places in the Bible. And I just, I just thought, oh, we, we could have pages and pages of examples. But I, but I have three. <laughs> Mark 12, verse 28. One of the scribes came. And having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments, is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I believe it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Somebody say, that's so simple. simple. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribes said unto him, well, master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered him answered discreetly. This isn't one of those guys that was just trying to catch him in his words and trying to trip him up and accuse him. He knew the people that were with him, his peers, the scribes, the Pharisees, were hypocrites. Something was resonating inside of him. And, and he said, I, I really want to know what the, the greatest commandment is. When Jesus answered, he said, you're right. You know what? That's, you're right. 
Amen. <laughs> Jesus saw that he answered discreetly. He said unto him, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. He answered him basically, you're so close. You're so close. No man after him durst ask him any more questions. You're right there. You're right there, man. Quit worrying about what everybody else is thinking about you and just love Jesus with all your heart. Let go of that reputation. Jesus himself, God Almighty, the Bible says, robed himself in flesh. And the book of Philippians says, took on himself the form of a servant. Took upon him this characteristic where he was no longer worried about his reputation of glory. But set that all aside and said, it's okay if you hate me. It's okay if you despise me. It's okay if you reject me. I've come to declare the truth. How courageous that is. Stop being so afraid of what people are going to think or what they're going to do. And just get as close to Jesus as you can. Amen. Sometimes, can I say this? In the midst of looking at this man, with Jesus said, you're so close. You're right there. Stop worrying about these guys and just just follow me. Amen. And he took him back, really, and really to something so simple. Can I tell you something about us? Thanks. I believe I will. We complicate things. We get all caught up in, in our heads and. Start to think about this and worry about that. And you know what? <clears throat> I have found in those times where, where my own brain is kind of my own worst enemy. And I'm overthinking things. And I stop and I say, wait a minute. You know, you've heard the folks talk about the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you got to tell yourself that. Now, don't you go tell somebody I called you stupid because I didn't. I'm talking about me. But listen. You got to keep it simple. It's foolish to, to overthink and get yourself so caught up in things that he said, just get back to loving God with everything. Amen. Get back to doing with all your heart, all your understanding, all your strength. Amen. Sometimes I you get so overwhelmed and the storm comes up and you feel so far from shore, so far from help and from hope. And God's saying, keep it simple. Amen. Is there something in your life you know you're supposed to just lay down at the altar and give it to me and walk away from? Rededicate your life to God. You had a good time and an altar giving me everything. Do I still have everything? Let's rededicate. That's so simple. Sometimes we all need to do that. Sometimes we all need to come to this altar and just say, God, I surrendered all to you, but you know, I've been through some things and I want to make sure that it's all still under the blood. I want to make sure everything's just buried with you and that there's no weights, no besetting sins in my life. How about how long has it been since you just had that breakthrough in the spirit, that renewing, that refilling? The Bible talks about being renewed in the spirit. Amen. Amen. How long has it been? It's just so simple. I've seen people struggle. They've they've been filled and they've been blessed and God's worked and baptized them in his Holy Ghost. And and after a while, that flesh starts getting stronger and stronger and they're getting farther and farther from that experience. And I just it's so hard to pray. Really, it's so simple. The same way you got it before, you'll get it again. The same way you just laid it down and surrendered all you do it again. Amen. 
You just gotta, gotta take all that pride and all that flesh and all that self-will and it's so close, it's not that hard to do. Oh, you make it sound so easy. It really is. When you realize that your self-will and your pride is just nothing. Amen. Just shake that off. Lay it aside, the Bible says. Lay aside every weight. That sounds so simple because it is. Sometimes it's just so simple. You say, well, it's just so hard for me. It's so hard for me. Let me explain something to you. You're, you're, you're close. It's impossible for you. What? Is anybody saved? Oh, God saves people, but it's impossible for you. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Do you pray? I mean, do you pray? Now, let me ask you this and and listen to me this time. Do you pray? Not just spend time saying something while your mind is on other. Do you spend time with God? Amen. It's really that simple. It's really simple enough to say, you know what? My prayer life has truly been lacking, and I there is a direct correlation to that and me being in this boat, not being able to get anywhere. My life is shipwrecked. I need to just get back to that place where I talk to God from heart, from my heart to his heart. It's just some simple things. Some rededication, some renewing in his spirit, some my, my daily walk with him. If you struggle with that, you struggle. Amen. It's just as simple as that. Amen. That's just just general maintenance. And it's simple. It's not only simple, it's it's a better life. Sometimes it's just as simple as saying, wait a minute. I just don't understand that things aren't working, things aren't happening. You know, God's still good and his goodness will lead you to repentance. Just because he's good to you doesn't mean everything's the way it should be. He sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. But listen, is there something God told you that you kind of left undone? Is there something when you say, God, I, I want you to help me. He says, well, take care of this in your life. Oh, I'll get to that. And then a week later, saying, God, I feel like there must be something. He doesn't have to repeat himself. Don't, don't make God do that. Just be sensitive. Be sensitive, God. Let him. Just, you know, sometimes it's it just it's simple. I, I ask people sometimes, is, is there something that kind of is getting in the way of you and your walk with God? And, and I've asked it a lot of different ways. And most of the time I say, I have no idea. I have no idea. And I say, if you had to guess, if, if I just made you answer, that you had to guess off the top of your head, boom, they've got an answer. <laughs> but see, that tells me they already knew. They just don't want to admit it. God brings this up in my mind. He brings it up in my heart when I pray, when the preacher, when the preacher's preaching. I think he's trying to kind of sort of maybe get to what I'm doing. Well, maybe it's the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against anybody. I want to help help people hear from God. Amen. Sometimes we just got to stop worrying about what everybody else is, is thinking and just start living for God. Get back to those simple things. You're so close. All these things. If you're struggling and hurting and all it took is a trip to the altar and say, okay, God, I give in. Okay, I'm not going to fight anymore. Okay, Lord, fill me again. Okay, God, take this out of my life again. And it's that simple. 
you get up and start living for God with joy and with peace and with power. You're so close. In your mind, you say, it's impossible. I can't. I'm overwhelmed. It's got to be so many things. It's probably a hundred things. And that's what, that's what happens a lot of times when people are struggling. They're overwhelmed. And, oh, what about this? Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, but this and this. And then I have this. And, oh, it's just, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Keep it simple. Just, it's, it's, we overcomplicate it. But sometimes it's just simple as a real good prayer meeting. Because every single wave doesn't have to be conquered. Just let Jesus in the boat and you're going to get there. It is that simple. Mark 10. Bible talks about this man. There's a lot more going on in this story that we have dealt with. I've heard a lot of preaching about this man that we call the rich young ruler. And I'm going to have to say that even some of the best preachers that I've heard preached it kind of missed the point, I believe. And that doesn't sound fair if I'm not going to get to the point, but I, I'm not this time. We, you can ask me later or we can maybe preach about him again sometime. But, but the Bible says he comes and asks Jesus, what is it going to take for me to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, have you kept the commandments? And he said, I've kept them from their youth. Well, let me just give you a peek into this. We're, we understand that keeping the law didn't save anybody. There's a lot. I, I think if you go into this story realizing, hey, there's a lot more in the Bible that matters, too, to understand this, you can really unpack it. Jesus says, have you kept the commandments? And his response was, I've kept them from my youth. Liar. You're a liar. The commandments were given to us to prove that we need a savior. You mean you've always honored your parents in every situation? You've never lusted, got angry without, you know, there should have been something in him that said, I've tried my best and I am, I'm a sinner. I need help. But he responds and says, oh, I've kept them from my youth. Jesus, beholding him, loved him. How sad it's going to be on Judgment Day. A lot of people that are going to go there saying, nobody, everybody hates me. They condemn me. No, they told you the truth. They're against me. No, they're trying to help you. Oh, they hate me there. No, they really love you. And the Bible says Jesus loved him. And he says something to him. This, not, this is not a commandment to everybody that he gave to everybody. But he told him, one thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. Can I say it this way? You're so close. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying. Went away grieved. For he had great possessions. Can I just say something to you? If you're going to live for God, if you're really going to follow Jesus, he'll lead you. He'll, he'll guide you. He'll answer prayers and he'll, he'll set you free. He'll strengthen you. and He'll renew you. He, he's so patient. Amen. Amen. But can I say this? We can't be fragile with God. We can't have God walking on eggshells. We can't try to make sure that preacher walks on eggshells. We've got to be able to say, God, 
I know I'm safe with you. I'm going to hear some things that are going to rub this flesh the wrong way. But it's everything I need to hear. It's like the... The doctor that comes and says, I've got something for you here. I've got a, I, I've got a, a, a pill for you to swallow or a, a, a needle that I gotta put. Oh, you hate me. I'm gonna run. I want something. No, no, this is gonna help you. Amen. I was trying to find this, uh, thing I wrote years ago about the ten differences between a doctor and the pastor that people will just, uh, uh, just seem like they will give unconditional trust and, and uh, and then every little thing in the church is just going to be so fragile, so easily offended. Can I tell you, nothing's worth losing your soul over. Nothing is worth losing your soul over. And, and sometimes the services that are the most helpful are the ones that make you so uncomfortable, you've got to slip out and get to that altar. Sometimes the most most helpful things that God's going to do. It, it, it's not so difficult. You just have to have to lay that pride aside and say, okay, God, right. I, I'm not going to blame somebody. I'm not going to look and say, oh, that church or that preacher or that one that testified. They know. No, I'm just going to go ahead and say, God, here I am. I'm not going to be fragile. Right. Hallelujah. How fragile was Peter when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You don't want the kingdom of God. All you want is flesh. I'm so glad Peter didn't give up. I'm so glad Peter didn't back up. I'm so glad Peter didn't just say, who do you think you are? He recognized, you know what? That wasn't easy, but I need that. Wake me up. Get me out of my spirit of slumber and self to, to just loving myself. And I, I need to be saved. This man, he was so close to the kingdom, the Bible says, but uh, too fragile, too easily offended. Listen to me. Nothing is worth losing your soul. I want to tell somebody today, you're not so far from a breakthrough. You're not so far from your miracle. You're not so far when the enemy is working in your mind. Those waves are causing you to feel like I'll never make it. It's really simple. There's anybody here today that's that's just been serving God and thriving in God. You know what it's like to go through storms like this, where it just seems like all you're doing is it's just not doing any good at all. And you just got to stop and say, wait a minute. It's not in my efforts. It's in God. I throw my hands up and just cry out to God and say, here I am, God. You be God in my life. You lead me. You show me what I need. And I have found over and over and over again, those that struggle the most and feel like they're the farthest away, really, they're really so, so close. If they just would stop and let God, willingly just start to let God be God in their lives. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? I know I'm talking to Christians tonight. I know I'm talking to good men and women of God here tonight. And I know that But I know that sometimes we get ourselves in situations where we are in the storm. We get ourselves overwhelmed, begin to overthink things, and the enemy works in our minds and we start to believe that we're so far from the shore. We're so far from the help that we need. Sometimes it's just easy as that, just reaching out 
Somebody's got an answer for you. Somebody can pray with you. Somebody to tell you what what you can't see. Sometimes it's hard for us to see just exactly what we need in the storms that we're facing. And you need a, a brother or sister. But I promise you, the devil is a liar. He tells you you're so far from ever being what God wants you to be. That circumstances and situations have made it impossible for you to live a victorious life. Again, I want to say the devil is a liar. And you're closer than you think. If you can just day by day willingly let Jesus into your life. Willingly let Jesus into this situation that you're fighting and you're struggling with. You say, I've tried for so long. I fought so hard. Let Jesus take control. Let him lead you. Don't be afraid. Let him have control of your situation. And see the miracle happen. I believe there's more miracles. More miracles ahead. You say the devil's fighting so hard in these last days. I believe God is pouring out his spirit in these last days. The question is, are you willing to let go and let God? When you're in the lion's den, when you're in the fiery furnace, are you willing to just let God be God? get all up in your your head thinking the worst case scenarios and how things are just hopeless. No. That's when we start exercising faith. Saying, okay, God, take control. Take, take over, God. Oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's find a place. Jesus will make the difference.
talked to someone here recently, reached out, out from outside the church. Said, I've been in a situation for several years now, just on a daily basis, and I don't know what to do. I can't do anything about it. I said, this is what Jesus does. He changes. You let him rearrange your life. You just repent of your sin. You change direction, and God will God will give you the strength and the help you need today. Don't go back the same way you came. You turn to him. You turn to him and let him have full control of your life. You'll be so glad. You see, when we die out to an old life, death is never sound. It's something that sounds great, but I'm talking about death that has resurrection power. That when you die to sin, when you turn from sin, you turn to power. You turn to victory. You turn to a greater breakthrough with God than ever before. Your breakthrough is closer than you think. You just have to start to willingly obey God in your situation. Stop making excuses. Stop putting the blame on somebody else. Stop being fragile about it. Just stand up and say, okay, God, I'm turning to you.
Lord, just the knowledge that we have that you'll back it up, that it is in your strength and your power we overcome. Lord, I ask you just to guide this word into our hearts and let it work on us and work through us, God, for your glory. We pray you just bless each one, God. Keep us safe as we travel. Lord, keep us protected and in good health. And Lord, shine, shine through us. We give you all the praise, all the glory. We ask it in Jesus' name.